Okay, guys, so another great show, as you're going to see in a few seconds when we're going to start talking with this man right here. Uh, his name is Cody Stagg. If you don't know who this man is, you should check him out on Instagram, Cody Stagg. Here you go, shameless plug. You can find him. That's his profile. Really great information that he provides about real estate investing. We connected through Instagram. You know, it was like, hey, let's make something happen. Uh, so he's a full-time real estate investor and contractor in Minnesota who focuses on combination of flips and value-add rentals. So welcome to the show, Cody. I appreciate you spending time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. So first of all, again, you know, having all this experience and doing all the stuff that I see, I'm just scrolling to the Instagram again, uh, you know, doing all these uh, fix, uh, you know, fix and flips, you know, being a contractor, like, uh, can you tell people how did you discover real estate and how did you get into this space particularly? Yeah, so I actually uh, kind of got into this space a little bit through proxy. So my dad had a couple rental properties when I was younger. <clears throat> he never he never scaled, but he had a couple places and I can help work on the places. That's how it looked like and how impactful the income was for our family when we were younger. And it always kind of put a bug a bug in me, I guess, for lack of better words, I'm wanting to learn more. And then through college, it was just basically started reading books slowly and listening to podcasts and got out of college. And uh, yeah, I guess just kind of went after it at that point. Awesome. Awesome. Did, did you, so did you mention, have you read any books? You know, I, I talk with a lot of people and they all mentioned this one, one book. It was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was one of the, the books that I read in college that really sparked, kind of, kind of reinforced my want to, to get into the real estate space, most definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It, it changed my life as well, you know, the book. So shout out to Robert Kiyosaki. I mean, super, yeah, super it, cool. It, it, it's an amazing book. I mean, it's, you don't even necessarily have to say it's a, it's not even necessarily like a real estate or a business book. It's kind of this hybrid that just focuses on like savings and the power of investing as a whole. Yeah, definitely. Great book. If you didn't read it, please go and check it out. Grab it. Uh, so, you know, the second question would be because we have a lot of people saying, okay, listen, you have interviews with this like full time, you know, working, you know, people who are in real estate industry, they do all these different things, you know, like yourself. Uh, so, but the question is for people who are working, is it possible to invest in real estate even having while having a full time job? Oh, most, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, the going, going full time kind of brings a whole different dynamic because of course you have to make sure your, your income is high enough that you can justify it. But there's a, there's a lot of people. I have a lot of friends that, uh, especially that are earlier in their career right now that work full time and have rental properties. It's not that difficult. The biggest thing is just making sure you do your proper research, make sure you connect with the right kinds of people. So you have the right systems in place to handle those things while you're working, but it's, it's very, very doable. Mm, okay. Okay. Got it. So what, what would be one piece of advice for somebody who's looking to get started? Where do we start? Um, it, so I would say the first thing you need to do, well, there's, there's kind of two, two things I would say. A, start looking at what properties sell for in your area that are rentals. And now there's a lot of different metrics you can use. You can look at, cap rates, you can use your debt service calculator ratio, you can just even go with, you know, what percentage of rents are of purchase price, start evaluating rentals in your local market to get an idea of what the deals look like. And then ask around 
interview multiple agents and find a real estate agent that's investor friendly that knows what they talk about, they're talking about as well. And, and that's very important too, just because I, I, I know what I found is that the grand majority of agents, unfortunately, are not educated in, in the rental or multifamily space. And when it comes to ARV or uh, making sure appraisals come back high enough, uh, if you don't vet your agents and do a lot of research on that end, you're going to be given false information and it can really put a lot of stress on your business. So it, honestly, it just comes down to, like I said, I'd say self-education. So start looking at deals, vetting deals, start reading and listening to podcasts, and then find an agent that works with other investors and knows what they're talking about. If you find a good agent, they honestly can hold your hand. I know um, I, I've worked with the same agent almost my entire career um, in the real estate space. And it, kind of over the years, we've come across people that have been looking to get into the space as well. And he's worked with me so long now that when somebody else approaches him and wants to go look at real estate, for example, he, he's right on that where he knows. These are the prevailing cap rates. This is what rents look like. This is what your ARV is going to look in these areas. And it can really hold their hand through that process. So I, I would say those are those would be kind of the main the, the main focus. Yeah, yeah, definitely great points. You see, because I think a lot of people where they struggle uh, with the starting out part, you know, because they think like, oh my God, like there's so many moving pieces in this business. Like if you you know, there's a lot of people that we talk on this show, and you guys who are watching know uh, they're in syndication, multifamily syndication space as well. And there's just so many moving pieces in that business and, you know, any business in the real estate industry, but, and they get lost, like, where do I start? You know? So what you mentioned, if you just learn the basics and kind of, uh, you know, go out, out there and reach to those people that already have the knowledge in the market space, you know, like brokers, you know, those definitely will help you out, but you need to learn, I think, how to be, uh, how to communicate in the matter and you need to have to, you have to know the basics. Because, you know, they will be like, oh, my God, this dude doesn't know anything. So, you know, and that's where people take advantage, uh, uh, you know, of some other people. So what about investing with no money? Because I've seen a couple of books out there, you know, saying, oh, no money down, like buying property, no money. So is that even a possibility? Oh, most definitely. So I actually, I've done uh, a handful of my, my deals with no money. Um, so my, I, I just closed out a fourplex uh, about a month ago, actually. And what I did is I have an investor partner that I work with from time to time that I have a really good relationship with. And I also have a hard money lender that I have a really good relationship with. Um, I got a property under contract. I got it at a really good price, but the stipulation was um, they had to close right at the end of the year, right before the first, because they uh, needed it for tax purposes. Um, so I actually had my one investor partner. He has uh, he had a HELOC that he could draw from. So he actually drew from a HELOC and he, uh, we used his money for the down payment. And then we went to my hard money lender and he took first position and gave us the loan for the fourplex and we purchased that. And now we're in the process of uh, adjusting rents, uh, doing improvements. We're actually going to be adding a, another unit. Time horizon is four or five months. We're actually going to be able to refi and we'll be able to, uh, we'll pay back that initial down payment and we will pay out a hard money lender and pull out money and then have a traditional uh, bank loan after the fact. So like that whole deal will have been done with no money out of pocket basically for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's doable. Okay. So again, for the people who are watching, they're not from the States, the same as I am. Again, uh, HELOC, you know, you mentioned that. So it's a loan in which the lender agrees to lend uh, 
maximum amount with a, an agreed period called the term where the collateral is the borrower's equity in her, her um, his her house. So yeah. basically, this just uh, you know I'm reading some stuff here from my phone. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So to kind of put it put it simply, too. So uh, there's actually a lot of people, and that's a resource I never thought of when I was younger in my career. Um, but kind of as I'm progressing, even I've been having more conversations with people where there are people out there that have a lot of equity in their home and the money's just sitting there and the bank will gladly give them, you know, uh, a line of credit against that extra equity. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's very easy, honestly, if you can find people that have a lot of equity in their homes and say, hey, you know, on your line of credit, the bank's going to make you pay three, four, five percent. You know, is it something where you'd be interested in taking out a line of credit? I'll give you a couple points up front, pay you a higher interest rate. And then instead of that equity sitting there doing nothing, they can make money on that equity. And I've come across a lot of people who really like that idea, especially too, because their money is going to be tied to an actual asset. So it's a lot safer than yeah. giving somebody money that's going to be investing it. And let's say, I mean, for example, the, the stock market or, or yeah. something along those lines. But you probably, you probably need at least a little bit of credibility to be able to do that. Most definitely. And not to mention too, it, it, the, the big thing I know on my end too is like, I have, a, I have a strong cash position as well in relation to these things. So I'm insulated. So if something would go wrong, um, like let's say for example, that fourplex I bought, right? I, I used these other people's money and I went to refi and that numbers come, end up coming in way low. It's one of those things where I know, well, worst case, I, I have the cash to pay, to, to pay that off if it would come to that. So, so that's obviously, like you said, experience, better cash position. It, it makes the situation a little bit better. But I, I still would say, especially with close friends and family, don't let that deter you from attempting to make moves utilizing other people's money if you can. So otherwise, it can be hard to come up with twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 for a down payment for somebody getting started if you haven't had an opportunity for savings for a long time. Mm. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So... Again, real estate, everybody knows real estate is probably one of the, again, it's booming, like everybody's talking about real estate and nowadays, like, you know, everybody's buying it. There's, you know, in some markets, there are so many brand new investors, like I see in the Facebook groups, like it's so overcrowded in some of those places. And, you know, yeah. so, and some of the people that actually are looking to get into real estate, they see those posts, they see what's going on, like in the marketplace and, they see, this, they, they see it as a get-rich-quick thing. So is, is real estate is one of those get-rich-quick uh, things? No, most definitely not. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's something if you're, if you're aggressive and you self-educate and you make good connections, you can definitely increase your income quickly. But, but something along the lines of getting rich quick, especially with no work, that's not going to happen. Um, especially me, like me coming into this, I mean, basically 80 to 100 hours a week for years, you know, and that included um, like me doing contracting work, working on my business, plus listening to podcasts and books 12 to 14 hours a day um, for self-education. So, I mean, it, it, anybody who tells you it's just a matter of you just throw some money around and make a ton of money real fast, that's definitely not the case. But it is very powerful where if you do it correctly, you can drastically influence your income. Mm -hmm. okay okay so here's the answer for you guys if you pay the price you know now you can pay any price later right so i mean mm -hmm. education is is a definitely big thing starting out so what about people who are getting educated again i see there's a lot of mentorships coming up so should somebody consider it in the beginning maybe 
to pay for that mentor, you know, to get educated? You know, honestly, I, I would say that it really depends on the, the individual and your network. Um, I've seen a lot of high cost mentorship programs and, and I've heard a lot of mixed results from those. Yeah. I guess my opinion always was, um, I did a lot of self-education, like I said, podcasts uh, and reading. Really. But then also, too, I started connecting with local investors, and I kind of had no shame about it. But there's a lot of value. Like, for example, there's a guy in my local area that uh, um, I actually met at a closing. He owns a title company. They told me that he owns properties, and I, I just kind of aggressively asked him for his cell phone number and told him I was going to call him inter intermittently whenever I had questions. And I actually took him out to lunch a few times. This guy, had, I think, has a probably like a 30 million dollar portfolio and it, it connections like that i guess are kind of invaluable but it, it didn't i it didn't cost me any money except for a lunch and pay for a mentorship program so it, it really does depend uh, like i said on the individual but honestly if you can uh leverage local meetups and talking with other investors it seems like most of us that are in the space are so open to helping other people like even like we have a, a local meetup and there, there's a few different people that we we basically held their hand through getting into their first deals just because we want to see them succeed and we love this we love the space and we love the power of it so i i like I said, it does depend on the individual but i have seen a lot of those mentorship programs where it seems like the cost doesn't necessarily equal the benefit if you're going to be paying someone twenty three thousand dollars to walk through the, the process yeah yeah definitely makes sense i mean you know you you have to do your own due diligence on that and just make sure you know first of all if you need one because as you mentioned as cody mentioned i mean there's like free meetup so you can go and check it out depending where you are if you're watching this from the states i know there is like in every state in probably five six ten i don't know a plenty going on if you're from europe maybe it's a little, a little bit less of the you know difficult depending on where you live but there's always you know um you know meetups out there so if you need to travel you know you have to again pay the price and do that but again you know for the people who are watching and thinking okay so maybe i need a mentor but I don't think that I have a 20K available to pay for that mentor. Maybe I have this $20 in my pocket that I can grab some books on. So what would you recommend, like three top business or real estate books for people to go and grab? Yeah, so the, uh, I guess the Rich Dad Poor Dad, if you haven't read it, would definitely be the first catalyst. Just because, like I said, that, that really, I guess, forces you to think about the power of essentially compound interest and investing early and taking action early. Um, and then there's kind of a suite of books through bigger pockets. It's hard, I guess, to to just narrow it down to a couple. But I mean, they have uh, like they have a book on uh, no money down investing, basically. Um, they have a book on how to manage your properties efficiently and well. Those are both by Brandon Turner, I believe. Um, I'm trying to think of what the best specific book would be. Honestly, that that whole suite, I think, there's a lot of value on the bigger pockets website. Um, there's eight, ten books there, and I think they're kind of all, all the same value, I guess, for somebody starting out. Just because it's going to cover everything from basic property management, uh, the strategies that you can use uh, for buying properties with no money. There's ones on the, the Burr process, the buy, rent, rehab, refinance, which is going to be very impactful for somebody with low or no money. Um, like I said, I, I mean, honestly, I would just check out that website and kind of go through that whole, that whole myriad list. Because just... Uh, bring it down to just three is kind of difficult <laughs> otherwise but. yeah 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 that that's perfectly i definitely agree with you about bigger pockets again having 1.64 something million people you know members registered on a platform there's a lot of people who are actually very very sophisticated in real estate space been involved like 
Cody himself, you know, for years uh, into this business. So they know a lot. And there's all this network available in your fingerprints because now, you know, you can reach people with this. You know, it's so easy. You don't have to travel to all these meetups if that's a problem for you. And again, having all these calculators over there as well that are free, just a lot of free like data information and, you know, content you can pull from that and just, you know, install in your brain. I mean, it's definitely a valuable, valuable space to go and check it out for people. So what do you think about starting out? Again, another question. Um, if somebody's just looking, okay, like, maybe I have the capital, I think I can, you know, invest in some deals, but I'm not confident enough about going by myself. So should somebody look for a partner, you know, in the beginning with when they're looking to invest? Oh, I, I think if somebody doesn't feel confident in doing it on their own, that mm -hmm. getting a partner is one of the best routes you can go. Um, I, I've done, I've done partnerships before where we've done something lines where somebody essentially was the money partner and brought in at 50% and the other person handled vetting the deals, managing the properties, things along those lines. And I mean, as far as education, it's almost invaluable because you can essentially just watch if somebody's doing the process and ask efficient questions that are specific to your property that you're familiar with. And it's a great way to educate yourself. Um, I mean, depending on like your cash position too, there's uh, syndication where you can become a limited partner and you can kind of see what's happening in the process from a 10,000 foot view as far as like how they're managing it, how they're, rehabbing and how they're increasing rents, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, if you don't have the confidence to do something on your own, I think finding a partner is definitely a good way to go. Because you're, you're going to find people that are experienced as well that are totally open to it. If you say, hey, I have this for a cash position, I'm willing to do these types of things, but I need some guidance, we partner with me a lot of times before we willing to work with you on yeah yeah definitely definitely so what about you know the past experience again you've been in this industry for quite a while so you know i do like asking that question you know for for people again it's not a not a nice question to ask but again you know like everybody wants to know about the nitty-gritty you know about the mistakes so mm -hmm. maybe you can share you know some some of the worst and the best uh you know investments that you had in a business so far could be business or real estate yeah um on the on the bad side honestly I, I we've been pretty fortunate so far i would say the worst one is uh the first rehab we actually did um we uh we worked with an agent uh that was allegedly investor friendly in our area but it turned out he wasn't as good um as what we thought he was and honestly we would have come to that conclusion if we would have done more pre-vetting and that's where I was talking about making sure you run cap rates and look at comps for your local area to have good ideas of what property should be worth. You can't put all of that onus on the on the real estate agent, but we did. And we actually uh, rehabbed the property and ended up selling for uh, around 20 grand less than what he told us it should be worth. And uh, it was a lower margin property to begin with. And we ended up, uh, I think, losing like two or three thousand uh, dollars on that first flip. Which, of course, too, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of happy that did happen because I think it, it readjusted the, the reality of real estate for me. Just because a lot of times you hear a lot of people say flipping like, oh, it's nothing, just make fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, do it quick, no, no problem. So it was a good dose of, dose of reality to understand that, okay, there's a lot of legwork that goes into this. And if you aren't efficient and don't do it well, you can lose money uh, very easily. Um, Otherwise, honestly, like we, we've been pretty fortunate on all of our rehabs and same thing with our rentals. We haven't had a ton of issues. Um, on the on the best side, I would say that's actually probably um, 
where I'm currently living right now, I, uh, I bought a property for uh, 80, 84,000 that had, a, it was a duplex, but there was a ton of empty space in it. And we actually uh, kind of renovated a, it used to be a drug den basically for lack of better words. And uh, kind of got it all cleaned out, uh, rehabbed it and turned that into an apartment we live in right now. Um, so, you know, the upstairs uh, rents for twelve fifty between the two units and then my unit's worth uh, $6.50 a month. And then we're actually adding a unit in the basement as well. Uh, so we bought this thing for around 85 and at the end of the day, it's going to be grossing somewhere in the ballpark of $24,000, uh, So I mean, as far as like numbers go, I mean, it, 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 like I said, it's probably the best on a cash flow basis that, that we've come across. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Here you go. So some good stories. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's continuing to, to that good, good side of the part, you know. So again, it's always going to be lesson, you know, lessons learned. I mean, you know, it, it was the first flip. So again, you know, like if nobody's is making mistakes on a business, that means they're standing still, which is not a good thing. So mm -hmm. business are, you know, businesses, you know, losses and the wins. Uh, and we have to make sure there is more wins than losses. Uh, so what about some wins for 2020? Maybe you can share some. Again, first of all, I love the number. Yeah, I think it's just magical number. So I hope it's going to bring some magic uh, to you and to your year as well. And maybe you can yeah. share some of the business goals that you have for yourself personally. Yeah, so we actually, um, the, the biggest initial thing on our time horizon right now is I actually just uh, I'm switching all my business over to a different local bank um, that's actually offering uh, a 5% commercial note that I can lock in for 20 years and they're going to allow me to group refi a bunch of my properties. And just through basically value add and buying at a discount, um, it, when we go through this refi process, I think we're going to be able to pull out around 100 grand in cash uh, between those properties, which should really leverage us forward in terms of buying power. So that's kind of the biggest focus here over the next three, four months is to get the rest of the, the work done and get that refinancing done. And, like I said, that cash position will put, put us in a good way to, to move forward. Otherwise, the main the main goal for 2020 on my my plan right now is I'd like to double double my gross rent revenue for the year. Um, so yeah, I'm but, sure I'm I'm sure it's gonna happen. I'm I'm very sure. Yeah, man. Look at looking at the Instagram posts. I'm very sure. <laughs> again, guys, you 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 should follow him. I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at it again. It's a lot of great great stuff. Love it. So what about, what about, again, looking at the social media and uh, personally, I do have a social media company as well. We work closely with real estate companies where we do help them, uh, you know, kind of a selfish question. What uh, are your greatest marketing tools that you use for your real estate business? I mean, I see in the Instagram, is there something else that you use? Yeah. So uh, as far as uh, I know, like marketing rentals, when we have openings, I actually just leverage uh, the Zillow property manager system um, because I know that uh, that puts your listings on Zillow, Trulia, Hotpad, uh, things like that. So on the, on the finding renter side, uh, I leverage that just because I seem to have a lot of reach and put a lot of people use around here for finding rentals. As far as finding deals, we're, um, I'm actually in the process right now of starting, starting mailers, mailing campaigns, which, which I haven't done before, just to try to accelerate the number of deals that we can find. But the, the biggest, the biggest resource, and it sounds so simple, but it's so impactful, is actually just everybody I talk to, I just tell them that I'm a real estate investor, and that I'm always looking for properties. And uh, just kind of through 
whether it's at the local Menards or Home Depot, uh, running into people and talking to a lot of people, or when you're out and about town, or we'll throw like signs in the yard um, when we're working on places. It just it, having that conversation with people has actually brought me a lot of a lot of deals. Especially my my best rentals that I've found have actually been been from somebody getting a hold of me saying, "Hey, I know you said that you're a real estate investor and you're constantly looking for properties. We thought this might be something that you're interested in." And like I said, it, sound, it sounds so dumb and simple, but it really, really is impactful. Just because we actually, um, one of our most recent flips that was really lucrative was actually just, somebody called us, that was in one of our local markets, um, it's just down the street from one of my rentals, that said, hey, we, uh, we actually have this property, this, this older gentleman wants to sell, and he wants to sell quickly, is there something you guys could do? And it's just simple as, as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. All oh, the 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 face-to-face -face interactions definitely do work, and I mean, networking is always it's it's the thing that will work forever. It doesn't matter how big the technology and social media is going to be. I mean, the basics will always work, definitely. So coming back to the social media, I mean, if people have more in-depth questions and maybe they want to see. Uh, what I'm seeing here on Instagram or maybe some other platforms, what will be those good platforms for people to go and reach you and just, you know, talk, talk with you there. So in Instagram, Instagram is definitely the best. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of terrible at uh, uploading pictures consistently. Like my phone is full of pictures of updated work that I should post, but I'm just terribly. You, being, you, being, being, judge. you guys, you be the judge. No, I think yeah, I but, uh, um, but uh, it's definitely the best. As far as Facebook, um, I, I actually, don't have don't have a Facebook so, so Instagram is the main the main focus but most definitely if anybody ever wants to have a conversation or or ask me with sincere questions I, I'm all about talking to somebody uh, of course though just just like um, just like with any of these interactions though like if you have questions I, I like I said I love talking to people about it but I would say make sure you do your due diligence first I don't want to hear I, I know this um, I, I don't I don't mean this to sound like harsh in any capacity but when somebody's looking to looking for advice like you have a responsibility to do some self-education first mm -hmm. to make sure there's value in the conversation if you know somebody just you know uh messaged me messaged me and says how do i get a bank loan it's like well you should probably talk to a broker <laughs> a broker or a lender first and then if you have more intricate questions i gladly will help you out but mm -hmm. um and i think that's going to be most most investors reactions are going to be if you do some self-education and you obviously are taking the, the intuitive basic steps will gladly help you out beyond that, but there's obviously going to be a responsibility on the individual to do some self-education yep. and have somewhat of an idea of what they're talking about. But otherwise, like I said, I, I actually have a, there's a handful of people that I talk to on a semi-regular basis that I've met through Instagram and bigger pockets. Um, we just call every once in a while and BS about real estate and bounce ideas off of each other. So I mean, it, it, the, the social media platforms are, are great. Um, I also, oh, I also am on bigger pockets too. I'm, I'm not a crazy active poster, but I, I, I post up there once in a while and I have kind of continuing messages with some people on that platform as well. Awesome. Awesome. So here you go, guys. Uh, you can connect with him, Instagram and bigger pockets and just, uh, you know, again, make sure that you ask good questions again, because there's so much information as we talked before, like on social media, if you go to the bigger pockets, you can install in yourself like there's so much available if you're hungry enough you're going to get a lot of information before you're going to go even to cody and ask you know some question as, as you said before you know so you know just make sure you do your homework before you go to you know sophisticated you know real estate investors and ask them questions 
uh, because again, you want to look good. So again, guys, uh, thanks for watching the show. If you enjoyed it, you know, please like, subscribe, contact with Cody, find all the links down below, and uh, I'll see you in the next episodes. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here, Cody. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care, guys. Right. Bye.